2: NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: It's Friday, December 29th,
2: and you're listening to NFL Total Access, and no one's stealing
3: my thunder, the podcast.
2: (laughs) No one indeed. It's a solo act. It's the voice... Of Mike Yam. Oh, look at you settling in for a long, elaborate career and character-flattering intro, eh? (laughs) Well, not today, buddy. The arrogance. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 17 game, including a handful of rather important matchups, Mike Yam. I want to hit you up on your thoughts on a few of those games. Kind of glad, actually, to get you alone for once. Freaking Chase Daniel uh, always looking around. here. Is the kid ducking you? is the 14-year NFL veteran out with an acute case of nerves, maybe a food allergy, can't stomach the old sweet potato. Is that what we're talking about here?
3: Have you noticed, not that I'm a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. theorist, have you noticed though generally speaking when I win the week he doesn't show up for the show?
2: It's unbelievable. It's Chase. Chase, come we on, are bro. keeping receipts. You, know you it. said that recently? Oh, uh, Tua. We are keeping receipts like Tua to Tonga-Vailoa. That's actually, we could probably spit that in a way that worked. Um, Mike, I asked you last week yeah. if you're going to start making picks that are against even your own gut. In the interest of making up ground in this season-long game picks and score predictions battle, you guys are picking winners at an unbelievable clip, but you remain now five behind oh. Chase in the overall standings with two weeks to go. Are you going to start picking against your gut? Or are you going to stay the course? How are you going to do this? I'm not staying the course. You're not. No, I'm not. I'm going against my gut. On, there you go. A You're rolling things. the freaking dice.
3: So here, and just for, and I think some people might know if they're. Why? Because for listener. you
2: losing by two or three, there's no, there's nothing in that. You'd rather lose by eight yeah. having gone down swinging because you want to take him down. 100%. Because Chase is not a good winner. He is going to <laughs> make me hear it. So
3: I don't have a choice right so now. So this
2: is, this is, this is. Just self-protective.
3: thousand percent. This is what it has to be. And I think what stinks is week 17, and this is why you don't want to fall down, because in week 17, (laughs) I got to tell you, this slate of games was pretty straightforward for me, and I had to make some changes based off of what Chase put down we both went in we both submitted our picks blindly we don't know who the other is picking and the reality is we picked every game the same except for one and when i heard that i said well i don't have a choice now i have to make some changes oh what was the one
2: you picked uh, differently uh chargers at broncos chargers at broncos okay definitely have to hit you up on that now if all goes pear-shaped this week and you need to make up still say five uh next week my suggestion is this Chase Daniel played for seven NFL teams. Washington, New Orleans, <laughs> Kansas City, Philly, Chicago, Detroit, and the Chargers. Okay. I should think that, you know, last final throw of the dice, just bet against all the Chase Daniel teams. It'll oh, be thematic. Off the dome, those Do might... Do them play each other? The, no, no, no. Off the dome, those actually
3: might be legitimate picks that I could make just going against them. <laughs> Honestly, here's the philosophy. Let's table that as a
2: possible strategy next here. week.
3: Um, week 18... Here's what makes it tough. You don't know how, what's going to happen off of this week and who's sitting and who's not. And like that becomes difficult, but there's legit arguments. Like there's, I looked ahead at the matchups. There's a few where I'm like, well, if Chase goes those guys, I'm comfortable with the other team. Okay. Just to make up some ground.
2: Michael Yam, a new nickname, Mike Zag, because (laughs) when Chase Daniels zigs, Yammer's going to zag. There is a segment, uh, listener, that I have tried to figure out over the last few weeks how to get into the show. We'll figure it out for next season Um, because Yammer routinely when he submits his picks uh dutifully every thursday morning there are more and more asides more and more uh reflective shall we say comments that come after each pick certain the parentheses the games that you simply don't want to pick and you it is your assertion and i want you to make your case to the to the to the public why you shouldn't have to pick every game because not every game is good it's true. I should think Falcons-Bears just rankled Honestly, you this week. I'm
3: staring at that matchup <laughs> on are. my screen. I swear to God, it's dead center on my computer screen right now, and I don't want to pick that game. You
2: don't, do you? No, I don't. And you don't feel like you should have to. If you if your no. reputation is on the line, you should be able to, what, curate like uh, 10 a week? What, what did I say to you? What, what, what would you do? Would you do 5? Yeah. Would you do 10? No, 5 to 10 is fine. Five I, I would
3: be comfortable with all of those. And by the way, even on some weeks, i take a, a few more games because there's really legitimately some compelling matchups. So you want to move
2: speaking. the goalposts as you see fit.
3: I want exactly and I think there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And here's the other thing. Like I knew the answer now on yeah. a Friday just before we started recording right. this podcast. Like Trevor Lawrence I thought was playing. Yes, you did. He's not playing. But like that happens all the time where the, these interests come. I'm it like, "No." Does Man, like, it
2: does. You know like I, and I, then I what it, it becomes difficult because you have too many people that you need to annoy and nag by, "Hey, I we need you to change that pick yeah. and you're too nice a guy." But- Oh, I don't know about a that. But yeah. I was in there. <laughs> hey, by the way, that Falcons Bears game—as annoying as that looked to you on paper—and I and I laughed out loud when I saw it because Yammer, I thought of you, and I was like, "There's no way Yam's going to want to make this pick," but a game like that, I find fascinating this week, and there are a bunch of them like it. We're talking about two quarterbacks there. In Taylor Heineke yeah. and yes, Justin Fields, who may be actually trying out for other NFL teams yeah. when they take the field against each yeah. other, and, it, and and intrigue like that is kind of cool, don't you? Yeah, agree? no,
3: no, and like they're, so, the both teams are motivated that in a game like that, you yeah, know,
2: motivations and are always there, it,
3: no question. But I also think, well, let me push back on that the question: is how
2: reliable can those motivations be? Because like, how you know, yeah. how deep do they go? Well,
3: I'll give you an example, right? Like the Saints to me. At, at moments at the end of the season have yeah. played, played o- okay. Yeah. Now they're on the road against Tampa Bay. Yeah.
2: You know, the Bucks win, they clinch playoffs. Uh, full disclosure, right. I tried to convince Mike to consider certain teams like the Steelers and the Saints yeah. and the Falcons. Um but my <laughs> really The Steelers you the almost had me. is the Falcons have effed me every yep. time, every time this year, so that was a hard pass.
3: Oh, well it's it's Bucks yeah. and Falcons. Yeah. T- typically and it hasn't happened every week. It does feel like every time I pick either one of those teams or the Chargers, the weeks I pick them, they lose. The weeks I don't pick them, they win. So, but like, you they're were like in the, nemesis. But you were
2: in the middle of pushing back on the bit about motivation. You think there are certainly some games out here where there will be an abject lack of motivation? Yeah, I think for the Saints, for example, look, no Camara.
3: Like, there, there's enough injuries on that team where I go, oh, like... You know, is it is it there? Because for as much as we'd like to say that these guys are professional and they're trying to go and win and they're not thinking about it, yeah, yeah. I do think at the end of the day, there's this human nature aspect and it's not every guy on the team, yeah. but I do wonder how significant that that thought process creeps into a player's head okay because of
2: little factors like that that we try to guess this late in the season not knowing who's really injured you know all these practice limitation reports come out and it starts to boggle the mind if you're a fantasy manager uh, and still alive or if you're just a fan trying to figure out what version of your team is going to show up on the field on saturday and sunday and monday well not monday this week but this week a lot of tough games to pick uh... not featuring the falcons and bears let's move on on the way we're going to talk about Lions and Cowboys with Mike. I want to get a sense from him where his mind went when he began to make the decision on that pick. I also want to talk about Dolphins, Ravens, and you've got a few locks. I don't yeah. know if you know this. <laughs> uh, you didn't realize this was coming, um, but I looked at your picks and you have three games with a, what I would call a significant enough spread. Seven points or more, the ones that you are most confident in. Every other game was three or four or two for you, so wow. let's call the bigger spreads locks and let's yeah talk about All that. Right. For those of you fortunate enough to be in your fantasy championship, we have some uh, advice from Adam Rank, thrown in for free. All that on the way, but first, this. Joe Flacco got hit. He rolls out of the head. He runs it. And then he throws it, and Ford caught it at the 30, at the 20, at the 50. that the best play in my opinion from Joe Flacco last night. Uh that of course to recent revelation Jerome Ford. Final score Browns 37 Jets 20. You saw it Mike, am just another Joe Flacco day, right? You know, he does what he does, disappears into virtual retirement, rakes a few leaves, then falls out of bed with what? Five straight 300-yard, yeah. three touchdown games. Uh, I I don't where did your mind go when you watched yet another pretty stellar performance and rather fun to watch I should think uh, from Joe Flacco
3: yeah look this is the perfect so a couple things jumped into my head as I was watching this game one perfect quarterback for Stefanski who by the way is continuing to really add to his resume for coach of the year this season yeah he's really it's extraordinary what he has had to do without and he has sitting there with 11 wins four quarterbacks first time since 1950 that uh, a team has had four different quarterbacks have game-winning drives that that's that's a testament to to what Stefanski okay been now I do.
2: want to interrupt you forgive me you have a second point to yeah. get to so don't lose yeah. that thread but when you okay. say that Joe Flacco <laughs> is the perfect quarterback for Kevin Stefanski that makes the Deshaun Watson deal even more puzzling to kind of get my head around. Yeah. If Flacco's perfect for Stefanski, then then what have we done paying a king's ransom for Deshaun Watson? I,
3: I, the short answer is I don't I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I, what's remarkable to me and our guys have talked about it a ton on on Total Access on the podcast as well as the broadcast, which is what Stefanski likes to do versus the skill set of what you're seeing from a Deshaun Watson, which is very different than Joe Flacco. So I, that's why I, I'm intrigued on what this offseason season is going to look like for Deshaun who by the way I just don't think has ever gotten right coming off of the the hiatus that you know he had to go through so there's that aspect of it but I also think I think I might have even texted you this last night and the rest of our colleagues on, on TA you know I'm watching this game going what, what are the Jets thinking watching this because Flacco was on their roster a year ago it's <laughs> yeah. a revolving door at the quarterback spot yeah. for him they can't seem to get it right yeah. there was reports I think Rappaport had it for us on <laughs> TA where he said hey Sala and uh, and Joe Douglas they're fine they're going to be back but but as I'm watching this thing play out I go are they like this is not this is not fun to watch them out there lose consistently the way that they've been losing no
2: it's not and uh Sala you heard him just a couple days ago say that he was fine missing out on Joe Flacco after Aaron Rodgers went down and I think I joked with Mike Michael Robinson I don't know that Sala could pass a lie detector on that one can you win comeback player of the year yeah. in six weeks look the dude was sitting there watching total access
3: like a month and a half ago at home, thinking, hey, "Am I getting an opportunity? Who else is going to win that award?" Honestly, like, there's not a ton of options, at least in my mind. You know, I, I, I think people have talked about ha- Damar Hamlin, yes. which, which makes sense. And by the way, Damar has actually gotten a little bit more yep. uh, snaps in recent weeks than he had earlier in the year. I kind of felt like all he needed to do was play in one game,
2: and he was going to win that award. I, I don't know if my, in my mind, maybe that shifted no, I mean, a little the fa- bit. I like, I like the storytelling for that case. But I think even Demar Hamlin would agree, no, 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 let's focus, about, let's focus on the guys on the field. Let's yeah. focus on the guys who came back from injury, whether it was death-defying or not, who are out there on the field proving it week in and week out. And I think even Demar Hamlin would be uh, the man we've come to know over the last uh, 12 months. Yeah. I think even he would say, no, no, that's not, that's not for me. We, we've, we've had a lot of things for me. It's, some, it's somebody else. And I think that somebody else might just be Joe Flacco. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It's awesome. It's absolutely extraordinary. Okay, you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, Mikey M, the sweet potato kid, and we are about to talk about a few of his Week 17 game picks. We're going to get his score predictions later on, his score predictions and Chase Daniels, but to get this whole thing started, let's just give you an updated look at the playoff picture in both the AFC and the NFC. Uh, Having clinched a spot in the AFC, the Ravens, the one seed, the Dolphins, the two seed. And yes, last night's Cleveland Browns, now the five seed. In fact, Coop, do me a favor. Let's play a little bit of that locker room excitement. This is what it sounds like to win only your second playoff appearance, to to earn only your second playoff appearance in over 20 years. Coop, play it.
4: Hey, how about that team win? Hey, 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 the journey continues. And we're just getting started.
2: Ah, the joy. Well done. Well done, Cleveland Browns. Also in the hunt in the AFC, the current three-seed Kansas City Chiefs, the current four-seed Jags. Then you go six Bills, seven Colts. We already mentioned, of course, the Browns at five. Now, over in the NFC, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Buccaneers are currently the top 4 seeds the bucks though are not locked in lions are as are the cowboys then you've got the rams at 6 and the seahawks at 7 i i gather that i made that entirely much more confusing than it needed to be but that brings us to a couple of games so that with our in our minds listener let's talk about one of the games of the week mike yam lions and cowboys when you look at a game like that cowboys boasting a 15 game home winning streak the longest current active winning streak at home in the nfl not unimpressive 15 straight games they are a different team away from the star than they are at home so hard to overlook this you know this Cowboys team even when you consider a few performances recently that were massively underwhelming. Lions have something to prove to themselves and everybody else still, but so do the Cowboys. Where do you see this one going?
3: So initially, and in those home road splits are really significant. 7-0 at home, 3-5 and on the road, and more specifically, besides wins and losses, the points per game is dramatically different. They're scoring almost 40 points per game in Dallas versus just under 22 points when they're on the road. That's a huge <laughs> differential, and God. it's hard to fathom, because here's the other thing, Drew, if I look at the game in Philadelphia and the game in Miami, those are games that they almost won they just didn't win and to me I can't help but think how different this narrative would be if it was one or two plays here and there that would have put them over the top because statistically speaking there wouldn't still be a dramatic other than the wins and losses you know the points per game wouldn't be dramatically different obviously it would be an uptick it'd be better than the 22 but the point is I don't know how I don't know how to really put into context why they're playing so different away from home that said Two things come to mind. I easily put down Dallas. I thought about when I was going back and forth, saying, "Hey, I got to find some teams to make these picks different than than Chase Daniel." I said, "Well, the Lions are a good football team." The reason, and I still didn't pull the trigger on it. And I'm still sticking with Dallas here for a ton of reasons. One, they've lost two straight games. Detroit is also one of my biggest questions coming off the weekend was, "How does Detroit?" We never got to do this on. They've Tia, the lost broadcast. two straight games, yeah. therefore
2: they are due for a win. They're not going to lose three straight. You're playing. You're playing and the go, odds uh, there and uh, at and, home. and
3: at home. Yeah. And I think so. I think there's that aspect of it and i had texted our guys as once again we just didn't have time for it on the broadcast but how does detroit go from this awesome moment inside the locker room yeah. where dan campbell's talking about these wins and getting into the postseason and the whole deal how does that not become their super bowl how does that not become
2: mission accomplished on the season that's what worries me a little bit. but do you get a sense that dan campbell is that kind of cat that that would get carried away with that level of emotion as i'm asking this question the answer in many ways could be yes many ways could be yes we've seen a certain a certain vitality to the way that he celebrates that maybe you wonder hey man save some of your powder there but i don't know i i like look i saw the celebration we played it on ta i I loved it
3: because you know what? Winning in the NFL is really hard, and if you watch these games, like we all do on Sundays, yeah. you realize that they all come down to the wire. The margins are really thin, and it's about executing one or two plays. Just ask the Dallas Cowboys and the point that I just made on some of these road losses. That said, like you got to celebrate those wins. It's a really big accomplishment. This this organization franchise has been in the dumps. They've responded. They're in the
2: postseason. I just and they've hope won a they division for the first time in 30 years since it was the what the NFC Central
3: six, since the Bucks were in that division. Six dudes on their roster. I think the number is. Were alive the
2: last time it happened Jared Goff wasn't even alive at that point Okay uh, the Cowboys run defense wasn't alive against the Bills yeah. And now they face a Lions offensive line That is arguably We've heard a lot of our guys say that it is Unquestionably in their minds The best O-line in the NFL it Not is. a worry Obviously a worry, but how big a worry was that for you when you said you instantly put down the Cowboys? So I assume that was the biggest concern.
3: No, 100 percent, because one of the biggest issues that I think Chase and I or anyone who makes picks and, and to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to just what other people are doing in terms of their picks. I don't know what the thought process is, but whenever I come on with you, Drew, or we're making a case on T.A., I, do th- I take a certain level of responsibility. Like, I actually have to sell this pick. This isn't just pull it out of thin air, hey, it's my gun. Hey, this I, could happen. Yeah, I, I just I don't think that's fair and reasonable. I think you have to look at the evidence, and what does the evidence tell you? All right, how do I make an educated guess? Because that's all it is. How do I make an educated guess and sell this pick, which is – At times difficult, especially when my gut is telling me one thing for all of these games and I know I'm trailing Chase and I say, okay, cool. I'm going to pick some games where I think I can take a calculated risk and go with the other team to try to make up some ground. But I can't just go willy nilly. It's like, hey, I have to legitimately make a case. And the case for the Lions was Detroit's a really good frigging football team. And can they win on the road? Yes. I just I thought there was another path for me, which is why I still I'm keeping with Dallas. Uh,
2: educated guesses uh, to the tune of 55 games above 500 so far this year, and yet he remains five games behind uh, Chase Daniel in the overall points, Chase is good, in man. the overall game picks uh, competition. But again. This kid that we're talking to today is 55 games above 500. That's better than good. That's fantastic. Let's talk about Dolphins-Ravens. Fascinating matchup between, you know, the top two seeds in the AFC. And the Dolphins, while underdogs on the road, not surprising, control their own destiny. If they win out, they are the AFC top seed. So much on the line here. And I think David Carr yesterday on the show said that Lamar has a chance to complete the MVP gamut or something like that, right? He said the week before he went and took on Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, and now he gets to face Tua and Tyreek, the other shortlisted MVP candidates. Where did your mind go when you were making this pick? Well, you and I both know uh, a week ago I made the pick where the the Ravens would go on the road and beat the Niners. Best pick of the week. And
3: uh, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, and I did, at least
2: with that pick. But they did it convincingly, and you felt that way before you made the pick, so I really was was pleased with that
3: one. I, I loved it um you know the ravens defensively i thought there was a lot of disrespect there once again and by the way talking about picking opposite of chase there is a case right now for the dolphins and here's the only pushback that i will give because we don't know the status right now kyle hamilton is questionable into this game this is a dramatically different defense at least in my mind when hamilton is not out there so i once the pick is locked in after the show it's locked in but i gotta tell you like it if i find out kyle hamilton is not playing i I would like to go back and and sort of rethink this here because the speed is a factor here. Best point I've heard about all of about this game in particular is what Brian Baldinger said to us in our meeting earlier today. Remind me. He said I want to know what Mike McDaniel witnessed from the San Francisco 49ers' perspective yes. that's going to help him in this game because they run a lot of the same action, the motion that Kyle Shanahan uh, it deploys is, a, is really similar to what we see from a Mike McDaniel offense. Baldy felt like they abandoned the run. San Francisco a little early in that game. I agree with him on that assessment. I don't know if that's necessarily the case in this one. So there there's something to be said for that little caveat yes, coupled yes. with the Hamilton side. Okay,
2: of so we will keep an eye on Kyle Hamilton's status heading into this one. But in review, Mike Yam says the Cowboys will win at home and that the Ravens will win at home. And we had said earlier this week, somebody said earlier this week, the key to beating the Dolphins is to disrupt this timing offense, an offense built uh, almost entirely on timing. Disrupt that timing just that little bit, whether that means jamming the guys at the line of scrimmage or getting to Tua and getting him off his base, off of his incredibly fast release. Make him wait uh, a beat or two, and that is the key to beating the Dolphins. So I should think um, you believe the Ravens are going to be doing just that. Five interceptions against the Niners. Yeah.
3: Just keep this in mind because I think this is a fascinating stat. If you're into next gen statistics, I wouldn't say I dork out on this stuff, but sometimes there's a nug that comes out and I go, ooh, that's really interesting. The, the Ravens deploy a blitz rate that's in like the 20s in the NFL it's not if they don't they don't bring a ton of pressure but yet still lead the NFL in sacks yes. so if if they're able to get to the quarterback like they have been without having to bring an extra defender into the box that allows them to to take away space and gaps from from Tua yes those anticipation throws maybe those windows look even smaller yes. because you got an extra defender yep. that's out there um and and disrupt and sort of like stay with guys like the the one caveat that I'd also throw out there in this game. The Dolphins are a faster football team than the San Francisco 49ers. The Dolphins so are a
2: faster football than team than else. any football team who's yeah. ever taken the field in NFL history, you could argue. Yeah. And you may actually win that argument. So do they stay physical? Like, do you, Are
3: you basically trying to hit Tua yeah. at, at the line to sort of disrupt anything? Yeah. Do you get physical with him or are you worried he's going to blow past you like a little you know, Allen Iverson and one first step to the bucket it, you because know, he's that quick? So it, it's just all these little wrinkles. It's going to be a hell of a game to watch.
2: You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast game picks and score predictions for Week 17 from Mike Yam and Chase Daniel coming up in a moment. But first, let's finish up with Mike Yam. He doesn't have a lot of time left. I wanted to talk to you about Steelers and Seahawks, Raiders and Colts, two games that I'm guessing were maybe uh, head scratchers for you. Where did you net out on those two games, Steelers and Seahawks, Raiders and Colts? Because, man, you could make a really impassioned, lucid, and winning argument, I should think, for all four teams in this equation.
3: Yeah, there, there is a path for all four of these squads to go and win these football games. That said, when I was making the picks, my initial reaction was like, yeah, Colts at home, Seahawks at home. Um, you know, if you would have said to me, hey, I'm picking Mason Rudolph on the road against the Pete Carroll defense, I, yeah, it's a little bit of a leap for me. And, yeah. you know, the Raider, or see, yeah, the Raiders, they get this dramatic win— on the road in Kansas City. Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass in the second, third, and no, fourth he quarters. He was 0
2: for 6 in the second
3: half. I think that's really difficult to <laughs> I'm win I'm laughing football because games it like seems that.
2: incomprehensible, not because I'm laughing at they them, they the
3: Chiefs doing that. So I, I say that to say that Chase and I both picked the Colts and the Seahawks. I needed to story and come up with a compelling argument. Yeah. I didn't come up with a great one for the Steelers,
2: but I think you there's... To, you need to be able to convince yourself. Yeah,
3: I think and there's... And you weren't able to do there's, that. There is a, an argument for the Raiders, so I'm picking the Raiders in this you football gonna game. You are going to pick the Raiders I, in this football I game. am rolling with the Raiders in this game, and part of it is because defensively they were that good, and they have been the last couple weeks, so they're giving up since Antonio Pierce became their head coach. You know, roughly... What, 16 and a half? Yeah, something yeah. along those those lines. You Can they keep this team in check? And... If they were able to do it against Patrick Mahomes, I think they could figure out a way to do it on the road against Gardner Minshew. Michael Pittman's playing. That was a sweet pick for me a week ago, and I thought Pittman was playing because he cleared concussion protocol. He did not play,
2: and they lost in that game. Um, Josh Jacob, he will. Expectations are, I should say, he will be back out there this time, but there is enough in... What you are seeing from the Raiders yep. recently that this is maybe a buzzsaw that nobody can get out of the way of.
3: If you said to me, What's the recipe for success for the Raiders? It's kind of like what I would say for the Jets. Run the football and play defense. Well, guess what? They're playing good defense. And, and they found if, Josh Jacobs. And, and by the way, even if Jacobs doesn't play, Samir Wright ran for career high, 145 yeah, yards. So like there's something, there's enough meat on the bone for
2: me here. Okay. Now, last thing. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh locks. You don't call them locks, no. so I probably shouldn't. Let's put that small L in quotes. Um there are three games. The final spread of which I noticed on your list here are significant seven points or more Niners winners Rams winners now Rams over your Giants. Did that one hurt to put yeah, down? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, you believe in it entirely Rams are a, Rams are a very tough out right now. I,
3: I will say this. are they
2: the scariest team in the NFC? They're on the short. I mean, I, I guess then, you'd rather play the Rams than the Niners, you know, on a neutral field. But you know what I mean in terms yeah. of scariest. Are they the team that if they do yeah. finish in the frame, you simply don't want to face them? Yeah, I one, think it's them and the, the, and, the,
3: and the Niners. And I think the Niners would be scared. But on, on this
2: game in particular, yes, sir, yes, sir.
3: I only paused. About picking this game, and I tried because not to,
2: Tyrod Taylor is playing quarterback. I like Taylor better. I than do Tommy too. DeVito,
3: and I that's what if <laughs> not for nothing, man. Cross country again. Yeah, this schedule hasn't been super kind to the Rams. Like yeah. I think a couple of weeks ago, going to Baltimore. Coming off of a buy, that's great. Losing overtime. But the back and forth cross country thing gives me you a little for bit pause. A little bit of pause. Which is here.
2: why you made it, I think, a touchdown spread in the end instead of double digit. Niners, you have double digit winners. Uh, these virtual locks, I looked at your lists and of those teams on the list that you have winning by seven or more Bills, Niners, and Rams. Niners double digits over my commanders. That one's not hard to figure out. Are my guys pretty much checked out?
3: Yes, coupled with the fact that the Niners just lost. I don't want to play them off of a loss. And Jacoby Brissett's a little banged up. I wish Jacoby actually started their last game. I think it's a different result
2: against the Jets had he he been the guy. And Bills over Patriots in what you might think is a trap game facing a Bill Belichick who loves to spoil any joy of an AFC East division rival. Bills are just headed in the right direction and the Patriots are
3: not. They are rolling 17-2 in December and January since 2020. That's the Bills record. I'm sorry for all the Patriots fans that are listening. You got a bunch of Super Bowls and it was a great run. Uh, they're not winning this football game.
2: Last comment goes to you. Thank you so much for your time today, Mike Yam, the sweet potato kid. The most likable of our Friday <laughs> duo of game picks and I'll score predictions <laughs> experts. Chase Daniel isn't here, so I'm saying that. Uh, do you have a message for Chase on the way out the door today? Yeah, I'd say that to his face, by the way, is number one and number two man hey show up to
3: work be a good be a good loser and a a good winner because when he wins i gotta hear about it to no end the text messages that are coming through he gets drew breeze to come on total access and and tease me a little bit I, i wonder what drew would say if he knew that i won again this week
2: what a legacy chase daniel oh he's a sore loser but at least he's a bad winner Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Michael Yam. Thank you so much for making time for us today, bud. Enjoy the games this weekend. Coming up after the break, game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 17 game. We have some fantasy advice from Adam Rank after the break on NFL Total Access, the podcast.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast Andrew Levy. Mike Yam just walked out the door. We've been talking with Mike Yam about a few more troublesome picks on the schedule this week. We will have game picks and score predictions from Mike and Chase Daniel coming up in a moment. But I wanted to sort of just do a little reset here as we get our minds right for the Week 17 and Week 18 games because on so many outcomes this week rest playoff significance and personal drama, and possible intrigue that may reveal a lot about some people this week. About players, yes, players like Tua, and Dak, and Jared Goff, and maybe even Lamar Jackson, for the six of you that are still unconvinced. But there is a lot that may be revealed about teams, too, about their playoff futures, and about their general character. So, here are my questions for you out there, NFL fan. How good are you? Playoff-bound good? How about playoff run? Good. How about feared throughout the run? Good. What are you made of? And are you the kind of outfit that can hold on to a playoff spot in the face of a baying mob of hopefuls? Some on a better run of form than maybe you are. Are you the Jags? Are you the Eagles? Are you the Raiders? Are you the Chiefs? Are you a team of confidence like the Rams or the Raiders? Are you enjoying yourself at the perfect time? Are you confident? Because that's dangerous. Are you coasting? Because that's dangerous too, just in a very different way. Are you cresting? Because that's way too soon, bro. Are you conserving? Well, that may be wise. Are you in crisis? Your timing couldn't be worse. Are the things that maybe aren't going so great right now the kind of things that you can actually improve this late in the season? Or are those things the very things that will ultimately be your undoing? If you're a team in the hunt, on the hunt, are you good enough? You know who I'm talking to. Texans and Vikings, Packers and Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Saints, Raiders. Are you good enough? What about the Colts and the Seahawks and the Rams and the Jags and the Bucks too? You're in it now, but are you undeniable? Not to be denied, can't keep that team out, because if you are that team, well, then you are that team. You will not be denied. And on behalf of an entire nation of NFL fans, I, for one, can't wait to see who you are and how you do it. Now, some of you need wins, and you need help. Some of you need quite a bit of it. But whoever you are, being the undeniable team may just mean getting a few more breaks along the way. So who gets them? And what will that look like? I mentioned character reveals before. Look, that's an annual thing. We know this. Seven playoff spots available in each conference. 14 playoff spots in all. And in two weeks, they will be filled. And every single example, even the ones already locked in now, will be unique in examples of strong will belief preparation good scheme yes good fortune of course but perhaps most of all of character and that character is to be revealed not just on the field in the front offices too which version is your team let's say you're eliminated already do you ignore the futility of your current campaign and pick a fight this weekend that future successes can be built on or maybe you're the kind that values future stock more highly than past victories. Maybe you see draft capital in the front office as more valuable than getting it right on the field, at least at this point of the season. If you want Caleb Williams, is a win actually a loss? And what's your take on new muscle? Is younger, cheaper muscle a better asset than battle-stretched muscle memory? What if you're eliminated already? Are you going for it this week? Or are you already holding tryouts? Are you making money moves, not game moves? Am I rude and wrong to suggest that they're different? I may be. What if you're one of the backups who defied their title and became a leading man all season? Imagine the range of mindset for a guy like Joe Flacco and Taylor Heineke and Patrick Mahomes and Mason Rudolph. That's some range. Now think about Tua. About to face Lamar, or more to the point, Lamar's friends on that number one scoring defense in the NFL. What if you're the Saints? Are you gassed? Yammer a moment ago suggested that maybe they are. Just too many injuries? What if you're the Panthers? Are you finally gassed up? Are you finally ready to win another game or two before this thing's over? Are you a player or a unit that needs to prove recent film right? Maybe you need to prove it wrong. And what about the most despairing among us who think their team is ready to quit? That's awful. And if you feel that way, you may be right. Then again, every single snap over the next two weeks, there are going to be 22 dudes out there on the field trying to make a living. And only a few of those dudes in the entire league can do that on rep, not on reps. So game on, Mike Yam. Game on to you, NFL fan. Game on to all of us. So much to be revealed this week, not just in on-field results, but on-field character. We interrupt this podcast to bring you fantasy advice that you may actually not need. Because if you're listening to shows like this hoping for fantasy advice, you're looking for advice your fantasy championship so first of all congratulations well done you did better than me this year and if you're in that place well you probably have most of the answers already but the fact is you may actually have still a few questions and if you do listen up i've got the guy with the answers adam rank with his weekly three minute warning rankster the mic is yours
6: what is up andrew thank you so much very few people Make it to the championship round of their fantasy football league. Even fewer win that title. So let's focus in on that goal as we start the three minute warning. Three of the best plays at each position for the coming week. And we'll start at the quarterback position. Matthew Stafford has at least 18 fantasy points in five consecutive games, two plus touchdowns, no picks in four straight games. This guy has been playing in an unbelievable clip. Baker Mayfield is the streamer DeJour nine touchdowns over his last three games. He has been the QB four over the last four weeks, and I'm going to give it a go with Patrick Mahomes one more time. Obviously, been a huge disappointment in regards to fantasy football, but the Cincinnati Bengals have allowed the second most rushing attempts to quarterbacks this season. Look for Patrick to get it done on the ground. Let's move to the running back position, Najee Harris. Oh, a lot of people used a high draft pick on Najee Harris, and it's been... A mixed bag. There's been some good weeks. There's been some bad weeks, but he's got the Seattle Seahawks who've allowed the six most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. They've allowed nine top 20 running backs in the last eight games, which means both Steelers running backs would be okay this week. Zamir White. Wow, what a, what a find he has been in replace of Josh Jacobs. I don't know who is going to be the starting running back for the Raiders this week. Make sure you are keeping track of that, but... The Colts have allowed the third most fantasy points per game to running backs. They've allowed 15 rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. That's the second highest total in the NFL. Zamir White has 20-plus touches in back-to-back games. Of course, that changes if Josh Jacobs does return this week. And speaking of returns, can we have Austin Eckler, one final time, push us to that league title? He's got a great matchup against the Broncos, who've allowed the second most fantasy points per game to the running backs. They've allowed a lot of top eight running back in three consecutive contests. And uh, we all know what's going on with Russell Wilson. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers. T. Higgins is a must start against the Kansas City Chiefs, regardless of whether Jamar Chase plays or not. He's had at least 22 fantasy points in back-to-back games, three receiving touchdowns over that time. And if Jamar returns, there's enough to go around for both of those guys. Rasheed Rice, let's stay in that game. The Bengals have allowed a top 10 wide receiver in three consecutive games. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. And finally, Nico Collins, nine plus targets in his last three complete games with C.J. Stroud. It looks like C.J. Stroud is going to give it a go. The Titans have allowed the second most receptions to wide receivers this season. Good luck, everybody. I'm rooting for you.
2: You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and we have arrived at the moment you've been waiting for. Game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 17 game, starting with the Saturday game. Don't forget, there's a game on Saturday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Lions-Cowboys! The Dallas Cowboys are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total for this game is 52-and-a-half. I have seen this line as high as six. Cowboys have the longest active home winning streak in the NFL at 15. You heard that before. They are 10-and-1 when they force at least one takeaway this season. They are 0-and-4 when they don't. The Lions will hope to do to the Cowboys what the Bills recently did to the Cowboys. The question is, can they? The question is, will they? Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel say the answer is no. Mike Yam's final score, Dallas Cowboys 27, Detroit Lions 24. Chase Daniel's final score, Cowboys win it by four, 35-31. Injury note in this one, C.J. Gardner-Johnson out for the Detroit Lions. That feels significant. Dolphins-Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total for the game is 46 and a half. These are the top two seeds in the AFC. These teams are also tops at a couple other things. Miami has the number one scoring offense in the NFL at 30.9 points a game. They also have the number one total offense with 411.5 yards per game. Baltimore? the number one scoring defense. They also lead the NFL in sacks and takeaways. What wins, a dynamic offense or a smothering defense? Mike Yam, Chase Daniel say, on this day, it's the latter. Ravens win it 30-27, says Mike Yam. Ravens win it 28-24, says Chase Daniel. Patriots Bills. The Buffalo Bills a home favorite by 13 and a half. It's the biggest spread of the week. The total for this game is 40 and a half. The Bills are 17-2 in December and January since 2020. They are nine and one at home during that span. But the Patriots have only allowed 15.7 points per game and 265.2 yards per game since week 10, both numbers second best in the NFL. Who wins it? Mike Yam, Chase Daniels say. The home team does. The Bills do. Mike Yam's final score, Bills 24, Patriots 12. Chase Daniels' final score, Bills 30, Patriots 10. Falcons Bears. The Chicago Bears a home favorite by three. The total for the game is 37 and a half. Atlanta is averaging a league worst 153.1 passing yards per game on the road this season. Does that one matter? you damn right it does. Mike M. has the Bears winning 21-17. Chase Daniel has the Bears winning by 7-24-17. Titans-Texans. The Houston Texans, a four-and-a-half point favorite. The total for the game is 43-and-a-half. Now, Derrick Henry has had 200-plus rush yards and two or more touchdowns four different times against the texans in his career important to know that cj stroud has cleared concussion protocol he remains top five in passing yards per game passing yards per attempt and passer rating in the nfl this season uh by the way translation rookie of the year mike yam says the texans will win this one by a field goal 23 20 Chase Daniels says the Texans will double up the Titans 28-14. Raiders Colts. The Indianapolis Colts, a home favorite by three and a half. The total is 42 and a half. You heard Mike Yam talk about this a moment ago since Antonio Pierce took over for Josh McDaniels in week nine. The Las Vegas Raiders defense have scored the most defensive touchdowns in the NFL, four, while allowing the fewest points per game, just north of 15. Mike Yams says they will ride that momentum to yet another victory. Mike Yams, final score, sound the upset alert, Raiders 24, Colts 20. Chase Daniels says don't buy it. Colts win by nearly two touchdowns. Final score, Colts 30, Raiders 17. Rams Giants. The L.A. Rams, a road favorite by five and a half. The total for the game is 43 and a half. We interrupt this pick to bring you one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL and one of the most fun names to say in NFL history, Puka Nakua. Mike Yam, the introductions, please.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, sing it with me, Nakua Matata! Puka!
2: Nakua! Puka! Nakua! Nakua Matata! Sing it with me. Puka! Nakua! Puka! Nakua! It means no worries! Hey, where's Puka? Oh,
6: Nakua Matata right there.
2: Puka, leaping catch! A rookie for the ages. Puka! Nakua! Puka! Nakua! Huka. Nakua Matata! He has broken a thousand yards! He's seen, boy! It's, it's Nakua Matata! No worries!
3: There's definitely no worries when we watch our next guest, Puka Nakua, the wide receiver of the Rams, joining us here on NFL Total Access. All right. um, How many uses of your name have you heard? Because that one's got to be pretty high up on the list.
5: I've heard a good amount of one, but that one's definitely, I think, number one. My family says that one, and I get a a family text, uh, Puka Matata as well, (laughs) or Nakua Matata, however they let it ring. (laughs) Either
3: way, it still works here. Um, Once again, man, I appreciate you even joining us. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I I could make a real argument that you're the guy. I can also make an argument you should be a pro bowler. I can also say that you should be an all-pro. Is the game for you as easy as you make it look?
5: Um, no, definitely not. It's, it, there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of moving parts, and I, I'm super grateful for the leaders that are, are right beside me and Matthew and Coop, uh, especially Higgs, too. Uh, they make the game a lot easier than uh, it is. <laughs> um, a week ago on this show, Chase Daniel,
3: who's usually on set with me, uh, he was talking about Matthew Stafford and how much fun he's having while he's on the field, but he's also kind of praising his overall command of understanding this offense and making guys like you thrive. What's been the best part of playing with him that, that we can't pick up just watching the tape?
5: Uh, I think it's just the communication. Uh, we get I get to hang around him and Coop during lunch just here during the weekend. Just like you, you think he sounds like a madman, somebody who would be out on some of the streets out here in LA. But he's he's going over the play calls and getting the play calls, talking to each tag receiver, where the where the protection is going. Uh, just visualizing things, but you can hear him. He's just talking kind of quietly to himself. Where he's like he's going over our play calls, and you think he's like what's going on. And he has the ability to know where everybody's at, but he also in the uh, two-minute offense or with that, whatever we have, he's willing to take upon himself uh, getting everybody in the right spots. And it makes it makes my job super easy.
3: Hey, best of luck, man. Uh, can't wait to see you guys out on the football field against the Giants and obviously making a strong push here in the postseason as one of the premier teams in the NFC. It's going to be a fun Week 18, not that you guys were thinking about the Niners when you got the Giants ahead of you. But stay healthy because, by the way, you did not practice today. We should expect to see you out on the football field against the G-Men?
2: Uh, against the G-Men. I'll be out there. Okay. I love it. I love it. Fantasy owners, by the way, smiling at that news as well. Thank you, Mike Yam. Thank you, Puka Nakua. The Rams are thanking Kyron Williams, who has the first 1,000-plus yard rushing season for the Rams since Todd Gurley back in 2018. Will he run over the Giants? Mike Yam says he may just do it. His final score, Rams 27, Giants 20. Chase Daniel says he very likely will. Rams win it. His final score, Rams 30, Giants 17. Niners, Commanders! The San Francisco 49ers, a 12.5 point favorite on the road. The total for the game is 49.5. Washington has the last ranked total and scoring defense in the NFL. The Niners on the road on short rest. That's five days or fewer, and that would matter for most teams. But under Kyle Shanahan, since 2017, San Francisco is actually 7-1 and one on short rest on the road. Make that eight and one according to both of our experts mike yam and chase daniel agree 49ers win it yammer's final score niners 33 commanders 20 chase daniel's final score niners 38 commanders 17 panthers jags the jacksonville jaguars a six point favorite at home the total for the game is 37 and a half as we sit here, that line may be changing. Trevor Lawrence ruled out. Carolina has actually won three straight games against the Jags, dating back to 2011. Early score predictions from Mike Yam: Jags 24, Panthers 20. An early score prediction from Chase Daniel: Jags 30, Panthers 14. I say early listener because both of these picks were submitted in advance of the Trevor Lawrence news. Cardinals-Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, an 11.5-point favorite at home. The total for the game is 48. Eagles have allowed 46.4% conversion rate on third downs. That's third worst in the NFL. It's something to work on down the road, but this stop will be a winning one. So says Mike Yam. Final score, Eagles 30, Cardinals 21. So also says Chase Daniel. Final score, Eagles 26, Cardinals 21. 13. Saints Bucks! The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a two and a half point favorite at home. The total for the game is 42 and a half. With a win, the Bucks would win their third straight division title, something this franchise has never actually done. With a loss, the Saints would be Eliminated. With his pick, Mike Yam says the Saints will be eliminated. Final score for Mike Yam Bucks 27, Saints 24. Chase Daniel, Bucks 24, Saints 17. And then a three game afternoon slate begins with Steelers Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, a three and a half point favorite at home. The total for the game is 41 and a half. With a win, the Steelers would have their 20th straight season with a 500 or better record. Seahawks are the only team in the NFL who can claim three wide receivers with 50 or more receptions. That's the receiving firm of Metcalf, Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mike Am says Seahawks win it by a field goal, 24-21. Chase Daniels says Seahawks win it by two touchdowns. Final score, Seahawks 24, Steelers 10. Bengals Chiefs the beleaguered kansas city chiefs a touchdown favorite minus seven is the spread the total 43 and a half now cincinnati is three and two since jake browning took over for joe burrow the chiefs have only allowed 17.7 points per game and 287.3 yards per game both of those numbers second best in the nfl that's important. Mike Am says Chiefs win it by four, 21-17. Chase Daniels says Chiefs win it by six, 24-18. Chargers Broncos. The Denver Broncos, a three-and-a-half point favorite at home. The benching of Russell Wilson needs to be out there. Let's remind you, Russell Wilson has been benched. Jarrett Stidham will start in his place. The total for this game is 36-and-a-half. Now, the Chargers... We got to give a little love to Keenan Allen, 108, the most receptions in a single season in Chargers history. As for Denver, one stat to keep in mind, they have an 0-7 record this season when they lose the turnover battle. They may just do it again because Mike Am says the Chargers win it. Sound the upset alert. Final score, Chargers 21, Broncos 17. Chase Daniel says silence that upset alert. He's got the home team winning this one by 10. Final score, Broncos 27, Chargers 17. Then we turn to the Sunday night game between Packers-Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, a home favorite by one and a half. The total for this game, 43-and-a-half. Jaron Hall will start for the Minnesota Vikings. Jordan Love, well, he's not exactly on a hot streak, but he is on a clean streak with two or more passing touchdowns and zero interceptions in five of his last six games. 14 of 15 Vikings games so far this season have been one possession games. In that span, they are six. And eight. Both Mike and Chase agree they're about to lose yet another close one. Mike Yam's final score, Packers 23, Vikings 21. Chase Daniel's final score, Packers 24, Vikings 17. And don't forget, there are no Monday night games the rest of the season. So that's it for the Week 17 Game Picks and Score Predictions. I want to thank Mike Yam for his appearance on the pod today, and I want to thank Mike and Chase Daniel for putting their reps on the line and making these game picks and score predictions. Listener, please use this as a guide. Enjoy these games this weekend. They are games of significance. There is going to be a lot of drama and a lot of intensity. If you do wager a buck or two, do it wisely, do it soberly, and please do it within your means. I want to thank Adam Rank for his fantasy advice, and I want to invite the listener to join us next week, Tuesday, when we take a look back at what promises to be a significant week 17, and then we will set the table for what's to come in week 18, the all-or-nothing win and in, lose and out final week of the regular season. It's all going off, y'all. Enjoy this weekend. Take care of you. Take care of your crew. Good luck in your fantasy championship game, and ciao for now.